And welcome to the September 22nd, 2006 edition of the Relevant Podcast. Coming at you old school today. <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang. Uh, here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. Hey, guys. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo. Uh, the Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I forgot to say that. So, you know, usually on the Relevant Podcast, we, we play you the new videos for Relevant TV. That's your music breaks and stuff. But I'm going to mix it up. Today's Old School Friday, and we are going to just play old school hip-hop music <laughs> during the breaks. Um, bonus points, anybody who knows who that was? Wow. Shut them down by Pete Rock. Okay. Let's see oh, that was okay. my next guest say, after. Oh, cool, Jay. See, here's the thing. We've had a lot of discussions here. Even on the podcast, I've been playing, you know, a lot of 80s stuff at the end mm-hmm. of the podcast. Last week was Carmen, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm just going to play the stuff that I grew up with. Yeah. All right. I'm sick of I'm sick of pandering. Please play some Journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have any Journey. I don't own it. <sighs> Mine would have been to Travis. But Sandy I do Patty. own I Need Love by L. Cool J. <laughs> It's no journey. Yeah. Oh, come on. Listen to this. When I'm alone in my Experience room, the grandeur of LL. And in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call. Telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with me. All right, LL Cool J, you've won my heart. <laughs> the, the extent of my old school hip hop knowledge is. Parents just don't understand. Is being able to rap uh, the theme to Fresh Prince of Bel I was so it close. In double time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, up now is entertainment releases. But before we get into the new movies coming out, I, I have to give a um, an update slash addendum to last week's batch. Um, we talked positively about The Last Kiss. Of course, this is before it came out. Not me. Well, well my wife and I went and saw it this weekend. I want to give a little bit of a review. I was sorely, sorely disappointed. Um uh, yeah, I'm a Zach Braff fan. I love I love Garden State. I thought that you know, despite its you know obvious flaws because it was from a first time director or whatever, um, I thought that it captured something about our generation. I thought mm-hmm. it was profound. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Kiss. I was hoping would do the same. All the characters, his friends, are 29. They're they're dealing with that quarter life crisis thing. I thought, but. They weren't. It was awful. I'm going to read a review that ran in a local um, alternative paper here in Orlando called Orlando Weekly um, because I think this nailed it. I actually picked this paper up as I was, as I was walking out of the movie theater, and when I read this little review, it, it nailed it for me. It said, uh, putatively a romance in which the protagonist, uh, Zach Braff, wrestles with the, quote, crisis of committing to his longtime love, Jenna, by having one last fling. It's surprising how cynical... The last kisses. Relationships are equated to death sentences. Growing old together is surrendering to despair and distance. And most notably, being right isn't always what's important. The characters in The Last Kiss are as lifeless as they are self-centered. Um, and he says, uh, did I mention that Barrett's character is pregnant? Uh, Jenna's character is pregnant. Making little of the movie believable and even less of it likable. Even the twitchy, emotion-craving cuckoo that is Jenna's mother... Uh, ultimately gets put back in her place of waspy silence. Gifted class malaise comes out of The Last Kiss through thoroughly bland characters living thoroughly empty lives and thoroughly generic environs. It all makes for a patently offensive love story where you root for the guy not to end up with the girl. It's true. I hated these people. They were completely empty and self uh, it was self-centered it was just awful it was awful not to mention a couple gratuitous boob scenes which i'd I like to i was like awful it was I, awful i called it yeah i mean <clears throat> i think it was obviously mismarketed when i saw that you know the love story it looks like whatever crap I, I knew that it wasn't they mismarketed garden state too but i yeah. really was trying to read between the lines like okay they're all 29 he's grappling with is this 
the last kiss I'm ever going to have because I'm giving up life or whatever and whatever and he has a crisis that's what i thought hmm. it wasn't that at all it wasn't it was just it was awful um coming out in theaters tonight is all the king's men starring sean penn jude law kate winslet uh this has been getting trashed by, by yeah. uh, critics <clears throat> i i saw you know i i took a, a class called american history and film and saw the original and it's one of those movies like i don't know why they would remake it you know it was it, like back in the day it because was you have to see it in a history class <laughs> well, it was like we saw it alongside of like Citizen Kane and movies that you always. That's a blockbuster now. Well, you, you show movies <laughs> they, that they you update hear about. it for the current generation. That's why they remake movies. Yeah, but it's going to get trashed because it's like it's a classic, you know, piece of American film, and then yeah. they put like and I don't know. Sean Penn is so over the top for me that I can't handle him. He takes himself so seriously yeah. too. That's what bothers me about him. I'm Sean Penn and I've I was Spicoli. You know that's, yeah. that's all I picture. That's why that. I don't like Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even That he, makes even no he, sense. I was, a, I was kidding. Even he though I don't I don't think Robin Williams is funny for one. Who does? Well, I guess Apparently old people, I people think, do. I think old people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also coming out Flyboys about the uh, World War 1, you know, Flying aces and stuff. I think that looks really good. It does look cool. I there's just want to see the the blimp below. Yeah, there's an exploding yeah. zeppelin. <laughs> I will go to. I I make the guarantee right now. I will go to any movie that features an exploding zeppelin. If no scary what, movie five has an exploding zeppelin, I'll be there, front and center. About snakes on a zeppelin. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you've just combined the two greatest things in the world. <laughs> um, also coming out, Jackass number two. <laughs> Have you seen? The yeah. I'll, 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 I'll probably see that. Oh, I would not see that. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have such, such a problem with the marketing of Jackass Number Two because they keep showing themselves watching the movie and laughing beyond hysterically. You know what I mean? It's just like, stop, please, just stop. We know you're joking you know what i mean yeah. it's just it's painful but some some of the clips that i've seen are are insane yeah like i don't know there's it's, no doubt it appeals to the absolute basest form of our sense of humor but you know sometimes it's nice to walk into a movie and not be challenged <laughs> uh, also coming out is fearless jet lee's last martial arts epic i'm not really a martial yeah. arts fan but I know Adam is. He's got I that do. sword in his office. I do like the martial arts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So is Kara. The old kung fu films. Love it. Coming out in stores on Tuesday, we have The Killers with Sam's Town. I'm really curious. Do we have a review copy of this? We don't. We it's don't. been impossible to find one. It's one of those albums of such like a highly anticipated, they don't want to leak it. I yeah. Mean, it's one of those Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm curious. I really, I mean, I know... That it's not cool to say this, but I loved their last album. That was That's great. The thing. Every everyone will is ashamed to admit it, but there's not one. Even the hippest of the hippest indie snob, when the Killers comes on, somewhere oh, yeah. they're nodding their head. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Right along. The thing that concerns me is I think that this is where we find out that maybe they're a one-trick pony. Yeah, well, that's they, what scares apparently me too. they wanted to make this album an American rock album, which they are an American band. They're from Las Vegas, but they have a very uh, British, British uh, mm-hmm. dance rock vibe. But they said they want to go a new direction and make it uh, more of a classic American rock album. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Leonard Skinner. Oh, no. <laughs> I would rather they stick with their one trick than go Leonard Skinner. <laughs> the trucker community adopts them. Yeah. <laughs> Though I saw a picture of Brandon Flowers, the lead singer, and he looked so much. He had the like a thick, nasty mustache. He looked so much like Earl, like Jason Lee. <laughs> but he still got the eyeliner. Them, yeah, I could picture them doing Leonard Skinner. You know. My Morning Jacket is coming out with a double live album. Now, that's an American Very rock cool. band. That's right. If, if they went the direction of My Morning Jacket, it'd be a good thing. It would be okay. They, they are maybe the most American rock band in America. Other than Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Other than... Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah or the band America. Yeah. <laughs> or Journey. Or Journey. They're Journey not, is for all people everywhere. Yeah, They're a universal said, rock yeah, band. Yeah, if you said, who's the rock band of the universe? Journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's America's encompassed in that. 80, uh, from the Benjamin Gate, 80 is coming out with a solo album called Don't Wait on BEC. 
uh, By the Tree on Fervent Records is coming out with World on Fire. Brandon Heath, uh, who you heard here on the podcast a few months ago, is coming out with Don't Get Comfortable on Essential. Me Without You is featured in the current issue this of is a Relevant Magazine. This is a highly anticipated album. Highly is coming out with Brother Sister on Tooth and Nail. Chris Tomlin is coming out with See the Morning on Six Steps. Uh, Manifest is coming out with Glory on BEC. Do you get that? Manifest Glory. But it's not spelled like Manifest. It's M-A-N-A. Mana. Fest. A festival of mana. Correct. Yeah. Instead of funnel cake and cotton candy, it's all mana. Here's a, here's a little... <laughs> it's a sweet nectar. <laughs> here's a, here's a little trivia for you. Edison Glass used to be called Manifest, spelled the same way. But they changed their name to Edison Glass. Probably because Manifest sued them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are bitter enemies. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that. I'm just Let's start a feud. speculating. Manifest hates Edison Glass. Mm-hmm. That's and what I hear. They're constantly putting stuff in their music about it, like yeah. working it into the lyrics well, in subtle ways. Their album was going to be called Breaking the Glass, mm-hmm. but <laughs> they went with Glory instead um, because they like to play on words. Yeah. And last, and I don't know, not least, is Mute Math with their three-year-old album, Mute Math. <laughs> wow. It, yeah, it's the one that was in limbo for so long. It's the one that was uh, featured on the cover of Relevant Magazine in 2004, yeah. March 2004. Yeah. It's finally coming out again. What is it? It was 2005. 2005. March 2005, so still, it was a year and a half ago. Yeah. No. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Diet Coke is taking its toll on me. <laughs> Did you microwave that Diet Coke? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were t- um, before <laughs> while we were setting up the podcast, we were talking about microwaves, and it's really disturbing, you know what what they might be doing to us. Uh, Sean hasn't really gotten into this about the conspiracy of microwaves, but I saw a science experiment by a sixth grader, and they took two plants, two identical little plants in a pot, and had them on a windowsill next to each other. And for six weeks or two months, they watered each plant the exact same amount of water and had the exact same amount of sunlight. And uh, one plant was just watered with normal water. The other plant was watered with water that had been microwaved, but then had been brought back to cool the room temperature. But it had been microwaved. And they showed pictures every week. And the plant that was watered with the microwave water died almost immediately. I mean, it died a violent, quick death. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. And, until, and, until I see the experiment repeated with several... Right, and that's what I said. I was just like, okay, I want to see six of them, or eight plants. I want to see, you know, let's do the scientific, because yeah. I think there's something might exactly. be here if I'm, it can be proven scientifically. I, I'm no, like, lab professor or anything, but I do know, isn't a basic rule of science experimentation that it has, like, the results have to be observable observable and repeated yeah isn't that the right. two and i mean we needed to do a random sampling we needed to do i yeah. mean there's a lot more we need to do but if this is you know the beginning of something i mean we may have we may be able to not only open people's eyes to msg but open people's eyes to, to microwaves was this was this little experiment quote unquote Funded by some sort of anti-microwave company, <laughs> the, the oven that, council. Yeah, so, so, some people that are going to profit. Yes, from the sixth microwave. grader in their science fair was on mm. the payroll of the anti-microwave foundation. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. No, suspect everything. <laughs> okay, that's it for entertainment releases. Up next, slices. <laughs> listening to anybody anybody passing me by by the far side favorite album of all time my favorite album of all time they've been around for a long time um anyway so oh i have to also give a quick update Uh, last week we had um you know told you that we were trying to record the podcast in one take um that so didn't happen it's not even funny Uh, we were getting emails congratulating us. Oh. So people were like, I really liked hearing the real you. And I love the unedited. And I'm like, I wrote, I wrote everybody who said that back. I'm like, I'm sorry to mislead you. But we cut 23 minutes out of the podcast. Not to mention, I don't know how people didn't notice that we had Jesse voiced over by James Earl Jones the entire time. This, this podcast is brought to you by day-old cinnamon raisin bagels from Panera. There is absolutely nothing more disgusting to put in your mouth 
than cinnamon raisin bagels that are day old. Is it possible that the raisins go bad? Because they they taste a little like wine. To yeah, me. they probably <laughs> ferment. That's what, what I'm it guessing. tastes. I don't know. Not only is it rock hard, but it actually tastes bitter. You, you do seem it. a little laid back <laughs> after eating I, half that bagel. I don't know. I've eaten some pretty old boxes of raisins before. That, that could be a new communion product. You got your bread and your wine within the same all in one. Yeah. Oh, it's like the it's Saving like the cans time. of peanut butter and jelly. They put yeah. it all in one. Right. I like it. <laughs> so now I need to wash it down with a Diet Pepsi. So now this podcast is brought to you by Diet Pepsi. It tastes better than day-old cinnamon raisin bagels. All right, now with slices, here's Kara Davis. Will Ferrell's recently launched production company is expanding into television with a show called P.E. It's a comedy for HBO. Uh, it's going to be one of those single-camera project things where... I'm <laughs> 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 so educated. Single camera project thing. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it centers That's what around. They call it in the biz. <laughs> it centers around a guy who flames out as a major league baseball pitcher, and returns to his small southern hometown where uh, to teach PE at the middle school where he once attended. Uh, well, it's also like so I, he didn't invest well. That's that's yeah. the point no, of the show. <laughs> the sources describe it as one of the, the most. Um, the richest development deals that HBO has done. Wow. Mm. Even more rich than like their mega money productions like well I guess Brandos development. Yeah. Carnival. Well, I, I, yeah. I heard Carnival. I heard about um Dane Cook's deal, the comedian that he signed for his reality show and it was some ridiculous deal too. The reality show is ridiculous. Did I, you watch that thing? No. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Dane Cook fan. It was awful. What I found out, I thought it, I thought it was actually gonna be Is it on HBO? Mm-hmm. I saw it on the listings, but when I click on it, it says I have to subscribe to it. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Why would they See, do I, that? I thought they were going to have Dane Cook do like a uh, like a, you know like some sort of like sitcommy type thing. You know, I don't care about a reality show. Commie. Yeah, I thought he was going to. I thought it was like gonna be a sitcom about political commie. humor. Yeah, <laughs> dated political humor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, communism's alive and well in Cuba and China. Yeah. Just not as yeah. much of a pop culture staple as it but, used to be. No, it it wasn't good. Communism, it's based in Havana. <laughs> Dane Cook goes to Havana. Communism recently got funny. It recently became okay for comedians. Too right? soon? Too yeah, soon? Too soon? Communism? <laughs> uh, double standard. Well, okay, so uh, a new trend uh, among parents is Old Testament names, apparently. And a lot of times, as a lot of trends, they start off with the high-profile relationships and kind of trickle down. Like Moses? Like Moses, uh, Paltro Martin, which is, you know... Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's baby. Go. And uh, Shiloh is apparently an Old Testament name. <laughs> it's and an that, Old Testament is, place. Uh, and a Civil War battle site. Yes. Shiloh, North Carolina. Apparently, in the in the top ten list for girls' names, Hannah and Sarah are both in the top ten. Um, and there's tons of popular boys' names. Daniel, Benjamin, Samuel, Zachary, Adam, Caleb, Isaacs, Elijah's. I wonder and, if this has anything to do with co- the rise of Kabbalah among the celebrities. That is, a, because that but is... But Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin aren't Kabbalahs. In fact, Chris Martin's family is like all very, very serious Christians. His family is so. I maybe people just got tired of naming their children things that don't mean anything, like Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris Martin. It yeah. probably means like warrior in it Irish. It means Christ bearer. We should ask little, Littlehead oh. Chris what it means. <laughs> Christ well, well, means bearer. little warrior. <laughs> the thing is, I <laughs> tiny warrior. I, every time tiny like, headed I've seen, one. Every time I've seen something that's like here's what, here's what the name Jesse means. It's always different. You know what I mean? Like, I think people just make them up. I uh, I always used to be so proud of my name, Adam Michael, because, you know, Adam meant manly, and then Michael is, who is like the Lord. So I thought it was like manly guy who's like the Lord, but then I found out Adam actually means dirt, and Michael, the implication, it's actually a question, who is like the Lord? And the implication is no one, so it's like dirt guy who's nothing like God <laughs> is basically my, my name. What's Kara mean? Deer. Not like a doe. A deer? Like a female, female deer? D-E-A-R. Like a ray, a drop of golden sun? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in other news of things that aren't very masculine, uh, the feud between Elton John and George Michael is finally over. 
Evidently, uh, Elton John a couple years ago had made some comments saying that George Michael seemed to be in a strange place and that he was wasting his talent by staying at home, shunning the limelight, and basically that he was just a big waste. And uh, I guess after this, the press really jumped all over George Michael, jumped on his personal life, started really being intrusive, and he really held that against Elton John. But in a recent interview, Elton John said, hey, George and I are fine. He came down. He stayed with me for a while. We're good buddies again. But this all goes to show you the harm that can be caused by a careless whisper. Oh, man. Is that a song? There's another, that was another Leno, I gotta say. <laughs> that was Kevin not Eubanks, a Leno. Kevin Eubanks, <laughs> All right, um, I have one. Uh, if you've seen in the news this week, or last couple of weeks, John McCain has been kind of um, at odds with the Republican uh, machine about this treatment of detainees issue. Have yeah. you seen mm-hmm. this? Well, he and, was a POW. Right, he was a POW, so he is fighting for the fact that detainees terror suspects anybody be treating be treated ethically while being interrogated and obviously the republican uh white house is very much against that they they say listen we need to get we need to protect our country at any cost okay apparently his stand is hurting him with conservatives and there's an article that ran in cnn earlier this week and i'm going to read a couple quotes from conservative leaders about john mccain the first one is, Maverick status is looked upon as a strength in Congress, but a Maverick in the White House is not looked upon with great admiration from our folks. Obviously, John McCain is a leading candidate for the 2008 presidential bid. From our folks, that quote was by Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. Okay, another quote. Politically, this isn't wise. Uh, this quote was from the Reverend Lewis Sheldon, chairman of the Traditional Values Coalition which supports the president's call for Congress to approve tough interrogation techniques for terrorism suspects. My issue is not here with John McCain or the Republicans. My issue is that the people speaking out against John McCain are the Family Research Council and the Traditional Values Coalition. When did the ethical treatment of detainees become an issue that the Traditional Values Coalition fights against? Yeah, how is it a traditional value right. to torture someone? Did, do you remember, did we talk about a few weeks ago the fact that the Christian Coalition is basically losing all of its support? Yeah. 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 yeah this is just furthering what is wrong with the Christian Coalition in particular if you know the the reason why the Christian coalition is losing all its support is because you know they are not fighting for or keeping the priority of the things that you know why they started, which would have been uh, anti-abortion and now anti-gay marriage and other Christian moral scriptural values. That's why they formed, right? They're now you know raising awareness about tax codes yeah. and things that have nothing to do with why they were formed. And I think reading this that the Traditional Values Coalition is probably falling into the same trap, that the uh, Family Research Council is probably falling into the same trap, that they're fighting fights that are going to alienate their base of support you know, of why they were formed. I mean, yeah. why in the world yeah. are they picking this fight? It makes no sense no. to me why they're speaking out like against John McCain. It's unconscionable. When, when he's actually saying we need to treat people with, with dignity and yeah. respect and not torture them. Yeah, if that's not a biblical value, then, I, I mean, it's unconscionable to me. Well, and you, you hear about the poor guy. Um, he had American and Syrian citizenship. And something happened where the, the Americans expect, uh, suspected him of terrorism, shipped him off to uh, like an interrogation camp in Syria for like three years. Yeah. And it turns out they he tortured was, this guy for three years. turns out it was all a mistake. Yep. He was Canadian and, and Syrian, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, he was Canadian. He was Canadian. And I now thought he Canada's was up in Canada in when they extradited him. No, he's a Canadian citizen that was passing through America and they detained him. And now there's a huge uproar in Canada about, you know, the rights of Canadian citizens on American mm-hmm. soil and the fact that he did nothing wrong and was detained and tortured for three years. But, I mean, my issue is, like, you know, whether or not you agree with John McCain or whether or not he's making Republicans mad because he's breaking with the party line, why is the Christian organization getting into this? You know, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense to how me. things got so upside down that we're standing behind torture you know, how can we stand up for rights of life and, you know, for compassion for some people 
and then stand up for torture for other people. Doesn't the Bible say love your enemies? Well, and, and if you just look at the foundation of America, uh, innocent until proven guilty, yeah. I mean, that just doesn't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah. It, but again, I understand this being a political fight, but this being a religious and moral fight baffles me. Yeah. It, it's just like it shows the danger of going down a party line. You know what I mean? It seems like, well, this is a Republican issue, so it's a Christian issue. But it's not. it shouldn't be like that. But that's what the Traditional Values Coalition and the Family Research Council and Christian Coalition have turned into. Yeah. They've turned into just a partisan machine for the Republican platform. And that is so screwed up, I can't even, yeah, I don't want to get more into it. I, I can't believe that. On the news, on the local news, there's an apartment complex right behind my house. It's on a huge lake, and I've seen alligators out there. It's not a huge lake. It is. It's uh, it's got this whole state lake lotus. I know it's not huge. Man-made Have you pond. been back there? Yeah, I mean they got a whole state park for it. I mean it's, it's no Great it's, Salt Lake. It's little. It's a miniature state. It's, park. it's no Lake Superior. Okay, but it's not like a. It's not. I like could a re- swim to it. It's. I could swim across. Swim it. to it. <laughs> swim across it. it uh, all right. It's not like a retention pond, but it is. It's a. I think it's it a, is. Okay, so uh, a, a, a lake. <laughs> a body of water yeah. of some size. Yeah. Bigger than a bathtub, smaller than an ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and I've been running, and I've seen alligators back there. Well, I saw a, a story on the news where two teenagers were driving, and somehow they drove off the road, and their car went into a lake and started sinking. Well, a maintenance man at the apartments across the street, he, he saw the car go in, and he was preparing to dive in to save the people. Alligator starts swarming the car, like swimming around the car. He fought them off with a stick, dove in the water, and pulled them out of the car. And I think that is the coolest story ever. The hero of the week segment yeah. was sponsored by <laughs> yeah. that is Diet Arizona up. Green Tea. Yeah. Diet Arizona Green Tea in a variety of flavors: ginseng, blueberry, and apple cranberry. See, available <laughs> now. Disgusting. That, um, they that, are not. They are incredible. They are the best drink. On the market right now, they're unbelievable. This guy has full of antioxidants. The the ultimate one-up story, you know. No matter what, no matter what great thing you say you can, you did. Oh, oh, that's cool. You you uh, you returned to twenty dollars. You saw a woman dropping shoes crossing the street. Yeah, I pulled some kids out of uh, the bottom of a lake from a car and fought off alligators with a stick. So (laughs) yours is cool too, though. That's going above and beyond. You know the Call of Duty as a maintenance guy. Like that's <laughs> that's taking your job description to a whole new level. Was his name Dwight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maya was watching um, Sex in the City the other night, and um, apparently one of the characters was dating a guy who was Jewish, and he couldn't marry her unless she was Jewish. So she converted to Judaism <laughs> for him, and they were at the dinner table, whatever, and he was watching the game and she was like will you please turn off the tv and he's like but it's a big game and he kept like looking at it and she goes listen i gave up jesus christ for you and you won't even turn off the tv Uh. and he he just looked at her and he goes this is gonna be a long marriage if you every time i do something wrong you're gonna be like i gave up my lord and savior for you can't you take the trash out (laughs) that's funny i thought it was pretty good Jesse's the whole bit reminded me of that. It, it's kind of a uh, that's hilarious. It's kind of a play on the Seinfeld thing, where the dentist converted to Judaism just for the <laughs> yeah, jokes. just for the jokes. Yeah. and then so, Jerry was accused of being an anti-dentite, <laughs> and the guy asked for a stickle of fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And the thing that they did that, or, as much as I love Arrested Development, Arrested Development didn't do is they struck an, a national and international chord. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's relatable. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't have to be a fringe fan. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is universal. Because everyone knows someone who has some George Costanza in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, like, that holds grudges, that's petty. That I mean, it's just so who is it? Who is it that you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Derek Roth. Yeah. Derek, oh, no. Did you guys ever make up? <laughs> yeah, we did. Because you... Yeah, that Elton John story was really about Derek and Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> you I get to guess which one's Elton and which one's George Michael. <laughs> the names are changed, too. Yeah, to protect the innocent. Protect the innocent. Is that it for Slices? Yes. All right, next up, your feedback. Oh. Wasn't in my mama, wasn't in your sphere 
Alright, anybody? Anybody? Um, Manfred Man's Earth Band uh, That is The Choice is Yours by Black Sheep Very, very true statement The Choice is Yours You can apply that spiritually mm-hmm. Politically mm-hmm. Socially it's good stuff. All right, so Black Sheep, the choice is yours. Okay, so last week we asked you, or we, we told you about some, you know, kind of outrageous uh, church signs that we had seen. And we asked you guys to send us in maybe some better alternatives that we could recommend to these churches. Uh, what was interesting is that you not only sent those in, you also sent in the worst church signs you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got a good mixture, and we got a lot of feedback. Here's some of it now. Ellen Phantom says, "Be fishers of men. You catch them. God cleans them." We got quite a few to, few of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Amy Johnson says, "Read your Bible. Prevent truth decay." Mm. See, I have a, a more a clever a more clever version of that one. That's experiencing truth decay. Practice good moral hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's a little better. Better presentation. Yeah. Scott Burke from Pasadena. Not California, Pasadena, Texas, said they're called the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Suggestions. How snap! Mm. This is I I we saw uh, several of these from this one's from Allison. Stop, drop, and roll doesn't work in hell. Well, you know, if I were to see that sign as a non-Christian, immediately I would be like, "What must I do to be saved?" Yeah, right now I want what they've got. Yeah. Um, Jesus is returning. Resistance is futile. I mean, that's <laughs> just disturbing. <laughs> J- Jenny Keating from Chicago says uh, she saw one that said, "Don't give until it hurts. Give until it feels good." Mm. What? <laughs> mm. Eric Hafner says, "Sadly, our church's sign once said gossips get caught in their own mouth traps. Recently, we've gotten control over that and tried to only put relevant things on the signs, like service times or special events." Hey, there you go. Maybe service times. That's good. This one's from Matthew, and he said that um, where he was from, it was really hot for a couple of weeks, and everyone was, you know, the buzz of the town was just the little heat wave they're going through. And so a church sign just said, hell's hotter. Uh, Kevin Sneed hmm. said that he saw one just outside of Athens, Georgia, that said, you're on heaven's most wanted list. Um, but he said that's actually a step up from their previous one, which was the Bible, the original text message. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, that, that, that goes to the tech savvy. But, I mean, you know, at least yeah. they're thinking for themselves and they're not just regurgitating ones like like Eric Hafner sent in one that said, What's missing from CH blank blank CH? You are? Mm-hmm. I've seen that everywhere. Yeah, I kind of like that. Book? You do? A little wordplay. Is there a book that people are picking up, like 1,000 church sign I'm, slogans mm-hmm. for you? I'm seriously, I think probably some of these pastors' magazines have like a page of church sign ideas. Kind of like they have a page of jokes, you know? Wow. Like got, jokes they can say in their sermon. Do they understand the harm they're doing to this society? <laughs> we got like five or six emails, maybe more, from people who said that their buddy rearranged a church marquee rearranged the letters to say Mr. Crab is a bit vain to the fish and I think it's kind of strange that multiple people from around yeah. the country sent in the same thing I don't know if I believe that I probably it's one person sending it from multiple Google accounts yeah. Yeah. now if you ever do want to rearrange a church sign and you want to figure out how to you know what you can spell with it what you do is you get a scrabble board and you lay out the scrabble tiles to say what the church sign currently says, and then you know what letters you have to work with, and just rearrange those so you get something good. But see, if I'm going to rearrange a church sign, I'm not going to have like Mr. Crab gibberish. You know, like, <laughs> no, oh, no, that, it's going to be wacky. Good. That's a wacky little, you know, oh, you know, looks like kids from Sundays, the nursery and Sunday school came out and made that. No, I'm making something. That, yeah. If I'm going, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. You know. Yeah. It's going to be good. Some attention. You can do something better than Amy Talbert Simov. Uh, what she saw. It said, lost, try GPS. God's plan of salvation. <laughs> oh. oh, tech savvy again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's topical. <laughs> is it, or is it? <laughs> uh, here, may the force be with you. I, 
It's just kind of vague. Dwight yeah. Parker saw one in front of a Baptist church in Midland, Virginia. He said, and the sign said, get her done for Jesus. Oh. Oh. See, that is oh. a phrase that no one should ever utter under <laughs> any circumstances, <laughs> ever. You have just done a, irreparable a of, harm. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Larry well, it lets you know a lot about the cl- the uh, congregation there. Yeah, yeah. get her yeah. done is yeah. something that they all are excited about and put on their church line. I would like wow. to go ahead and say, Larry the Cable Guy is the absolute antithesis of humor. <laughs> like he's the opposite. But he of wears funny. a sleeveless shirt. Oh well, that changes everything. Style. Now I love him. They. It was funny because right after we did this, I was scanning for news and, and such, and I came on the website Church Marketing Sucks. Dot com, which is basically a pastor's blog, and they had the top ten rules not for your church sign, and one of one of the rules was do not use dated pop culture references. It said something about like, um, you know, like Walmart were the place for saving savings mm. or something. You know, just but the same kind of deal with get her done. It's like, you know, don't be a year behind on it. Uh, Ruthann Birch. Someone in and said, "The harvest is plentiful, so keep on hoeing." Wow! Oh. What, what? What? That's interesting. <laughs> and they don't understand why there's all these hookers on the corner in front of their church. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was an invitation to keep on hoeing. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the hookers thought there's a lot of clientele there. The harvest is plentiful. But <laughs> Just keep keep I, on hoeing, ladies. Keep I, on keeping on. I, I saw one sinners welcome. Which isn't that bad. I mean, that's like, you know. Yeah, but, oh, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. an unsaved person doesn't realize that we all say that yeah. we're sinners right. saved by grace. Yeah. And they, so, it would sound like they're saying, we're righteous, we're Christians, but we welcome you sinners. It just comes off as arrogant and presumptuous. It's, it's like we got a an email of complaint about the one that's, that was like, well, why is it funny to say Islam, you know, Muslims can convert here? You know what I mean? It's just like. Well, that, to be yeah. fair, I, I answered that email and I thought. It showed a lot of wisdom and restraint to actually bring up a question rather than jumping to a conclusion saying, hey, you guys, you know, how could you possibly say this? The person said, could you clarify this for me? Because I want to make sure that I'm not misinterpreting you, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what it boiled down to is that I feel like that sign, it presupposes that a Muslim wants to convert to Christianity and how are they going to want to convert to Christianity unless they've been shown the genuine love of Christ by someone building a relationship with them? And so to a Muslim who has no context for that, just seeing that church sign seems incredibly presumptuous and mm-hmm. arrogant. Yeah. Just like, why Why do I want to convert? Yeah, so if, if that's the only culture and religion and faith that they've known, you know, you can't expect them just to be like, Oh, he's right. I better pull in here, you know? Don Dawson uh, said, In Hollowpaw, Florida, along US-192 between Melbourne and St. Cloud, at Jesus Miracle Chapel, there's a hand-painted plywood sign that says, Return to Jesus, Stolen John Deere Mower. (laughs) That might be Return to Jesus, Stolen John Deere Mower. (laughs) (laughs) It just happens to be in front of a church. (laughs) (laughs) In being a servant to all, Jesus actually mows the church lawn, <laughs> and, and somebody, he needs his lawnmower back. <laughs> How dare somebody steal Jesus and John Deere? <laughs> yeah, you are in a lot of trouble. His <laughs> 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 so made a grave mistake. <laughs> Sean Kirkland wrote in, and I, this one bothers me because the the subject says church sign ideas. Okay. okay. Oh. So these aren't ones that he's seen. This is one that he would like to see. Okay. And this is what I'm assuming. Which was the original question. Right. But it says, ain't no double hockey sticks in hell. It's too hot to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate a, I appreciate that. It's a thinker. I mean, I, would, <laughs> I don't know if they'll have enough letters to, to put all that on the marquee. <laughs> yeah. Do, does he actually spell out double hockey sticks? Well, you yes. have to. How do you imply it? <laughs> Did you put two L's? No. <laughs> put two little hockey sticks up there. <laughs> that might actually cost more than the extra letters. Yeah, they should make church sign letters that aren't letters, but graphics. Like a felt board. Like emoticons. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so they can. So you We've can got know all that kinds of church products wah, we're coming wah. up with on this podcast. I like it. Mm-hmm. We should we should write into that pastor magazine who publishes these and say give them these suggestions. Definitely that double hockey sticks one. <laughs> yeah, I would love just to see a large felt board outside the church. <laughs> you know. I mean, it was effective for generations. It's a shame to see him go Might away. rain. Maybe a That'd puppet stage. Yeah. I'd be okay with a puppet stage. Can Kyle, just puppets yelling the message of the church. Kyle Dietz wrote in a couple of suggestions that he would like to see on a sign. Uh, one is you can't kill God. What? Wow. What? I, I, I don't know. Ask <laughs> Kyle. His email address is... I'm just joking. <laughs> and the other one is Justin brought sexy back. God is bringing Jesus back. Wow. wow. That's getting into those cultural references you were talking about. Yeah. Laura Woodbury from Southport, North Carolina, saw one <laughs> saw one driving by the other day. She said, it said, uh, our Sundays are better than Dairy Queens. <laughs> mm. That's good. And I don't know. I would have to see for myself because Dairy Queen has some pretty fantastic Sundays. <laughs> and then the other one, this one says, uh, this one she found a little frustrating. It says, God doesn't change. Old-fashioned preaching and old-fashioned singing. God doesn't make it, change. Making a call for those. Okay. God doesn't change, period. Old-fashioned preaching I guess and old-fashioned singing. The fallacy singing. behind wow. that is that obviously something changed because at some point that old-fashioned preaching and singing was new, and so was it blasphemous then? Well, maybe it's actually an orthodox... Um, Hebrew yeah. church. Yeah, I mean, unless you're they? doing like Gregorian chants, right. then I don't think you can make that, you know. Everything's in Arabic. Yeah. Right. Old-fashioned preaching. Yeah, that is the only way that you could put that up and have any kind of legitimacy behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Uh, that'll do it for your feedback. Uh, and now with this week's editorial question of the week, you know, normally we try to tie it in. There's a little something in the podcast that, that can kind of be the basis for it, you know, whether it's a news item or something that was talked about. Not this week. Not at all. So, here's this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Send us your costume ideas. So, that, that actually wasn't a question. It was a command. <laughs> the editorial commandment of the week. <laughs> see, I like that. We can have a commandment of the week. Editorial commandment of the week. Hey. I, I would see it having more of a dark tone to it. Yeah, the the little Thou jingle. shout. Yeah. <laughs> it's September, but Halloween's only, you know, five weeks away. And we don't celebrate Halloween. We celebrate harvest parties. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah parties. The Holy Ghost Wiener Roast. <laughs> I, I have a date for the Holy Ghost Wiener Roast, and I need a costume. <laughs> because climbing the rock climbing wall is no fun in street clothes. <laughs> If you're not dressed up like a large tomato, it's yeah. just not as exhilarating. Yeah, climbing that. So extra credit points for those who send in pictures of themselves or people they know in costumes. Hmm. So it it can be the best costume you've ever heard of. You can describe it or favorite one that you've done in the past or what you plan to be this year. What was your favorite costume that you ever had? Or were you the favorite? My most favorite idea that I've ever heard of is in our book, um, Cheap Ways too, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Boyette described several good costume ideas, but one of them um, was grapes. He yeah, described I like that one. how to become grapes. I, like I really liked purple, coming purple as... Purple balloons yeah. taped all over his body. <laughs> I really liked coming as a box. I think that was my favorite <laughs> idea of his. Just like, I'm a box. I think my favorite is I went to Shaft one year, and uh, strangely enough, I w- I'm trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. I ended up at Leroy Selman's house, Okay. He was the only person all night who knew who I was. As soon as I, as soon as he opened the door, he's like Shaft. So, <laughs> do we know who Leroy Selman's is? Leroy yeah. Selman, former Buccaneer player. Oh, NFL Hall of Famer Leroy <laughs> Selman. <laughs> I've had a series of lame Halloween costumes, including a lion one time when I was in elementary school. I mm. think I told that story one time where I showed up to a big Halloween costume deal as a lion and it turned out it wasn't a costume deal and i was just a random lion wow so that's probably i mean it was sweet looking lion if it if it were an actual costume event (laughs) then i would have been the the coolest one there but unfortunately it wasn't a costume event so i was therefore the uncoolest one there who tricked you 
Um, I no one tricked me. It was life just a miscommunication. Yeah, myself. Life in my, general. My third grade mind. Hey, let me ask you: Did you have one of those lion costumes where it looks like your head's coming out, like peeking out of the lion's mouth? <laughs> no, because those are really disturbing to me. You see little kids in those all the time, and it just looks like an animal is partway where through eating a child. You see these all the time, constantly. <laughs> I live in Mardi Gras. <laughs> USA. I have a really funny Halloween costume story. I was going to save it for a story time, um, but I mean, it's it's kind of topical right now. One time, I, it was at that weird age where you're not old enough to go to like cool high school parties on Halloween, but you're not young enough to go trick or treating. Like you when know? you're in college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never hit that age. <laughs> it's that it's that it's those it's that awkward transition Halloween years. Eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was around eighth grade. You know, you don't have a car or anything. So me and a buddy, um, we decided to catch some of these punk little kids in the act of stealing candy <laughs> and really give them a scare. Um, and so we put out I don't know if you've ever seen this in the neighborhood, a big bowl of candy on an empty front porch with a sign that says honor system, please take one. You know? So we were hiding, like in behind, like in a window that was right. You know, uh, we we're on the first floor, so we could clearly see the bowl of candy and people come up. So we see a couple people come up and take a piece of candy, and but we're just waiting for that one punk kid just to grab a handful so we can jump out and really, really teach him a lesson. <laughs> well, walking down the street comes uh, a little girl in the ballerina costume. And a large dad in the Chick Fil A cow costume, <laughs> like, like wow. udders and everything. Why is he in a Chick Fil A cow costume? Well, maybe it's just a cow. Just costume. a cow costume. Well, yeah, a Chick Fil A cow doesn't have udders. <laughs> well, it's too graphic. Yeah, yeah. this one did. Um, so he's in, a, he's in a large. He's very very large. He was actually chewing cud. Yeah, it was an authentic <laughs> costume. Um, maybe it, it was had, a cow. Had six stomachs yeah, inside yeah. of it, so he could regurgitate out. <laughs> maybe the yeah, it was very just authentic a, costume. An upright walking cow, you know, <laughs> who happened cow. to adopt a young ballerina, <laughs> so, or kidnap a young. Ballerina. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're she was waiting. actually crying out for help because she'd but been accosted by a very large busy, walking just, cow. Yeah, you were too busy. Playing your little game. You're wrapped up in you, buddy. <laughs> we're having me time. So we we were watching, and we see they coming down. We're like, well, this is going to be uneventful. Okay, <laughs> the cow grabs the bowl of candy, dumps the entire thing into the ballerina's no. bag. No yeah. way. I swear. No. And so That's me, way to raise your children, right? Yeah, exactly. And so me and my friend are sitting there, and we... I mean, the guy's huge, you know? Well, well maybe it's the cow costume. Do. Maybe he's not that big. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he had little lifts or stilts in there or something. But I remember sitting in there and we were... They're called hooves. (laughs) Very tall hooves. Even more reason that we didn't do anything. So we just sat there and we we watched him walk away. And I'm like, Matt, you do something. He's like, no, you do something. He's like, dude, they're taking all the candy. I was like, I I know. We're like mortified that the whole thing backfired on us. That instead of a punk... Teenager taking all the candy. It's a grown man in a cow costume. And, and the a guy, little girl in a ballerina. Yeah, and a little girl in a ballerina. So we felt, you know, we felt like little girls in ballerina costumes. <laughs> like so I remember my friend, he was so angry about it that he decided to write a letter to the paper. <laughs> and he titled the letter Utterly Disgusting. Oh, <laughs> Did the paper get published? Awesome. No, we never um, heard anything. But. You got. Jesse, you got. No, that was you one who of those. Wrote the letter was at the beginning of your journalism career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right then, I was. You know, I was like, justice will be done, and one day I'll have a forum to speak out against acts of. I see it as you being like Kramer and Newman, where we're like Kramer's telling him what to say, and Newman's saying it. I, I envision the kid typing the letter, and you're standing behind him, dictating what it should be saying, like pacing across the so, room. Title it. Utterly disgusting. <laughs> so if you're listening, cowman, then you thought it would never happen, but your uppance has come. You've yeah. been outed. Just Shame because, on um, you. Just because of your clever cow uniform, and I can't actually identify you. You know, yeah. you, you know you that know that was one of those lazy dads who, you know, the mom said, take our daughter trick-or-treating, and that was the first house he yeah. got to. He's like, ah, there you go, we're done. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was exactly. a game on that night. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so, my... Um, as far as Halloween costumes go, my easiest, but the one that got one of the best reactions, I went to the drummer for Def Leppard, and all I did was stick one arm inside my jacket. Aww. That's all I had to do. 
Did you wear very, very tight pants? Yeah, I did wear like a you know a mullet wig. I mean, but, I don't even know what the guy looks like other than he has one arm. <laughs> but, did he even see the office? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Man. It was, it was wow. almost too painful. I it was so awkward. I watched it three times. Wow. It was almost, I was like, this is almost too painful to watch. You know, yeah, yeah it was. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, that was so oh. great. Yeah. How that guy like? <laughs> I love, I love the last scene where he's like, "Oh, look, there's Oscar's roommate, Gil." Wonder if he knows. I love the Kadar. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, "Oh no!" Pam's look. She was. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was laughing. Oh yeah. I'm mad at her. Why? You know. So the reason why you know the flashback, you're still going to marry him. Yes. Okay. Fine. And he leaves. I get that. But then she didn't marry him. Yeah. It's like call the guy. Call. So I was mad. Kill but then, then Maya was like, "Well, she probably is needing to figure out who she is yeah. and live her life for a little while." Blah blah blah. Blah blah That's blah. Selfish. That's what I'm saying. Hit, I, reach out to Jim. Self actualization is selfish. <laughs> I, I laugh out loud when they showed his drunk driving yeah. picture. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I hit rock bottom when I got pulled over for the DUI. I he paused looks so much it better on the now. I paused it. I was so just enamored with how they did this because yeah. you know it was right at the end of last season, you know, whatever. But they, they had to have bloated his cheeks <laughs> yeah. with Photoshop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like his neck, like more. I gave him a yeah. fat suit like Jared wears on Subway commercials. I think yeah. I think it was just, just Photoshop. Yeah, I think yeah. they just pulled it wide. I, I could not believe it. That, <laughs> why, are, why are they so trying to make him a sympathetic character? Because well, everybody we still hate him. But that's life, though. Yeah, you know, it's like once you lose something, it changes you. And I. Yeah, I, I like that they're giving miserable. him some dimension, you know, some depth. Your stupid link that you put on Slices last week about... <laughs> the oh, the spoiler. I put spoiler in there. I know, I still wanted to see it. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't click on I, it. I, 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 I haven't did. seen I it. Like, did you see it? You life. read it? Yeah. I haven't read it. Don't spoil. It, it gives you a sense of like, okay, I want to see <laughs> that happen. like, shut I'm up! I'm not going to do it. I want to see this happen. So Dwight dies. <laughs> Dude. It's a funeral home. I loved like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah! False. <laughs> I do not miss Jim. I love just the opening scene when he was clipping his toe or fingernails and just the yeah. face. Like you've seen people do that before Your in husband. church. <laughs> church do you go to? <laughs> There's a young mother who sits behind us who clips her nails in church. No. Yes. Ew. And she's like in her upper twenties. As two kids, dresses cool and everything. Like, what possesses you to clip Ew. your nails yeah. in church? Wow. It makes me angry. It's not quite as bad as, like, flossing in church. You should write That'd a letter bad. to the church paper and call it utterly ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I run the church paper. Yeah. Do you really? Oh, wow, do you? It's called the bulletin. Oh, the oh. bulletin. I you think- do that? Yeah. Look at you putting your publishing to practical use. You should do like an expose. You should have seen it before. I could not act. Yeah. I had to do something. Well, that's serving. I mean, that's 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 the thing. The Lord opens your eyes to a need. Hey, it's up to you to fill it. Well, this got yeah. spiritual. <laughs> How did Halloween costumes come well, off filling about, a need at church? Let's talk about funny costumes again. All right. So that'll do it for the editorial question of the week. Uh, email us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or... Feedback at relevantmagazine.com, right? Okay. Up next, the relevant update. You're listening to Check the Rhyme by A Tribe Called Quest. They're here in concert in a couple weeks. It's true. And with uh, the opening, yeah, opening for them is the Procussions, uh, who who are Christians, and they will be featured in the next issue of Relevant Magazine. So there you go. Okay, so relevant update. We got a couple items. Couple items. You guys know. I wish you guys could see what I could see right now. <laughs> Kara was just napping. Her head was actually on the table. <laughs> I didn't if it know she if was it was so like bored. sleepiness or shame. Now, there have been times where Kara just zones out out of boredom. And actually, she's actually stopped and said, I am so bored right now. And I usually have to cut that out. But I've never seen her actually put her head on the table. Um, I was just browsing around iTunes the other day and saw that the old Relevant Podcast is number three 
in the religion category. Wow. What's around us? Um, well, Joel Osteen's still holding strong at number one. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, you know, if we be, if we eventually do overtake Joel Osteen to re, to reclaim the number one spot, which we once held. Yeah, we, we've, we, we've been up there. I mean, the entire time since we've launched, we've been consistently in the top five. I mean, there are a few days we dropped down. But yeah, we used to be number one. But if because he's in the top one hundred of all podcasts, I know. So I know. if we if we break into that, we'll be in the top one hundred podcasts. We've got some work to do, but there, we're going to do it. There have been times when Relevant has been in the top one hundred as well. It was more in the early days when we had a lot of new people signing up, you know. But yeah. I mean, we were in the uh, upper twenties um, about a year ago, and, like and overall. Period. And now, I mean, so many people are on the podcast. I mean, there isn't a t- television network with all the marketing muscle in the world pushing their podcast, and ours is all thanks to the grassroots support of the listeners here. You know? true. Uh, around us, we've got Joel Osteen and John Piper. Those are the only two above us. D- below us, I mean, it's everybody from Andy Stanley and Ravi Zacharias to Joyce Myers and some pastors once Chuck Swindoll James Dobson were kicking his butt <laughs> Charles Stanley does anyone feel a little bit bad that we're beating Ravi Zacharias no Max yeah, Lucado yeah I don't either yeah Max <laughs> Lucado uh, some big names what's sad to me is that those podcasts probably have really good mm-hmm. substance Depth. to them <laughs> Depth. Yeah. they actually probably could enact change <laughs> here we're number three yeah and we our levels of buffoonery get so intense that Kara actually just puts her head <laughs> down on the table in shame. I'm like, tired. I cannot take any more of this foolishness. We're giving the people what they want. I'm wondering if Andy Stanley's co-host puts puts their head down on the table while Andy's <laughs> while talking. They're riveted to every word he's saying. If James Dobson's talking, I guarantee you everybody in the room is not only listening, they're standing. That's because he so seldom brings badgers into the mix. You know? <laughs> Or maybe they're laying prostrate before him. Maybe that's what I was trying to do. I'm over 30. I need to get a prostrate exam. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing with all these other big names, uh, with the, the people that surround us on the list of the most popular Christian podcasts. No, no the ones that are under us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that I feel like those people are in, in a different different sphere of influence than we are. Of course. Know? But I, I mean, I'm flattered that that there, there's a significant number of people that enjoy what we have to say, whether it's for the entertainment value or for some sort of substantive value. You know, either way, it's flattering. Okay, I have a little beef with iTunes. If you go to the religion category, you know, it's a little redesign here and stuff. They have the new and notable, uh, you know, podcast featured. And, uh, cool, that's fine. They have the top twenty-five. There we are, number three. And but the majority of the page, eighty percent of the page, is featured podcasts, and it's just one page of them now. Do you have to pay for that? No. Yeah, we are not featured. And, I mean, mm. I think it's just random, you know? Yeah, I think it's just some bot. We need mm. to start a petition movement to iTunes to feature the relevant podcast. We need to start, uh, we need to start some sort of campaign to try to get us to number one. I think it would be awesome. I, I mean, think we can take everyone else out. I really think it's interesting. We're getting a lot of emails right now from people saying like, hey, you know, I my girlfriend just got me an iPod or I'm back at school or whatever and they're catching up on all the mm, summer ones that's true you know there's a lot of new listeners out there and I guess hey new listeners we need you to tell your friends to go to iTunes and sign up for our podcast because the the rankings are determined by the number of people who are signing up like that day yeah it's like daily and, so and if your college is anything like my college dorm there was two computers in every room you know, like, so just go over to your roommate's computer and sign up. <laughs> yeah, so just go around. If you're walking down the hall, somebody's door's open, you see yeah. a computer sitting there, just pop over to iTunes, subscribe you, to the Relevant Podcast yeah, for us. If you're in the computer lab at school, just go around to all 60 or 70 computers. Go <laughs> if, ahead and subscribe. If you're, at work, if you're at work and it's during lunch hour, everybody's gone, just sit down at four or five, six computers yeah. and subscribe to the Relevant Podcast for them. Easy, They'll people. thank you. <laughs> They'll thank you and we'll thank you. You're helping them and us. Everyone wins. I want to crack the top 100 overall because if, like, Joel Osteen is the only Christian on that list and he's, like, number 90, and if, like, we could get two Christians out of 100 to be in the top 100 overall, think about what a witness it would be. We would be, like, a virtual... (laughs) Think We would be a virtual church sign on the road of iTunes. I know people are coming to Christ by droves. 
from listening to our Badger stories. Other relevant updates. We have big news, uh, which you knew about last week, but the rel- the David Crowder book, Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven But Nobody Wants to Die, has released. It should be in stores near you. If it is not in your local bookstore, we would ask you, please ask for it. It seriously does make a difference. Um, and if you see it in the bookstore and it's just kind of spine out, you just see the side of it, take it and put it face out for us. Seriously, this book we have a lot writing on this book. It's a really good book, but this book really is important to Relevant. And um, we, we really want it to be successful, not only because it's a great message and a great author and it's a really good book, but because we have a lot writing on it financially as well. So and help us out. Help us out. Help us spread word about David Crowder's book. If you can't find it at your local bookstore, buy it on Amazon. That, that helps us as well if you buy it on Amazon.com. And while you're at it, if you're facing the book in the bookstore, go around to their computers and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And too, hey, while we're at it, listen, if you're in a bookstore and it happens to carry Relevant, and Relevant is in the back, all you need to do is just grab the stack and stick it in the front Mm -hmm. of the shelf. That's all you need to do. Um, Help let other people see Relevant. Maybe they'll pick it up, buy it. And And then buy five of them. So help us out. We're asking our loyal podcast listeners to help us out. Grassroots. That's Cover happens, one of the people. more indecent magazines with our magazine. Mm-hmm. That's true. We like will be a virtual gardens or something. Rele- <laughs> Relevant magazine can be a virtual black box, a black bar that yeah. we can put in front of Maxim. Or in cat fancy. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. On that note, that'll wrap up this week's Relevant Podcast. Sorry again for not a whole lot of substance, but hopefully you enjoyed the ride. And remember, go out there. Get David Crowder's book, move Relevant Magazine to the front of the rack, and subscribe every empty computer you see to the Relevant Podcast through iTunes. That'll help us out a lot. Oh, and you might want to subscribe to the magazine. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, while you're at it. Yeah, while yeah. you're at it. Why not? Just give us a little bit more of your money. Okay, so I'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. <laughs> Kara has put her head on the desk again. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. All right, we'll see you next week. of a master plan this ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand so i dig into my pocket all my money spent so i get deep up still coming up with lint so i start my mission relevant podcast anytime anywhere i know